Hello and welcome to SPS Unscripted, a podcast between two friends who have never met, living in opposite ends of the UK, connected by a rare neurological disease called stiff person syndrome. Our journey to soul sisterhood started via messages, supportive messages, which has now grown into a wonderful journey of empathy, encouragement and learning to live the best version of ourselves. Join your hosts, L&M, for some cosy chit-chat, pour yourself a drink, make yourself comfortable as we discuss all things life. Hello and welcome to SPS Unscripted Podcast. In today's podcast, we discuss the ever-changing day of living with SPS. It's true to say, as human beings, no two days are the same. However, with SPS, there can be little continuity, which impacts upon spontaneity, planning and overall quality of life. So before we get into the nitty gritty, we have Lindsay, as always, starting the podcast with a beautiful inspirational quote. So good morning, Lindsay. How are you? Good morning, lovely. All is well. Ah, good, good. Um, so good morning, beautiful souls, fellow inscriptors. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start this with a gentle quote. So, it's okay. Don't fret if you find yourself on a rocky path for a while. It's all part of your journey. It's with these challenging and sometimes painful steps you grow in strength wisdom, compassion, and learn a deep gentleness towards oneself, falling in love with who you truly are, a beautiful soul. So that's today's quote by Lindsay Clark. (laughs) By Lindsay Clark, our one and only. Um, And isn't that very fitting to Again, where we are today, another episode. Who would have thought continuity of two weeks in a row? Go us. Yes. Because we haven't had that rhythm. We haven't had this rhythm, this ability to record weekly for some time. Um, Such is the nature of living with SPS, really, isn't it? Um, We plan. We have hope. We have all the best intentions. And Lindsay and I are meticulous in our planning <laughs> um, with, you know, we like to to try and make sure that all areas are covered. But um, with all the best wills in the world, that can all fall to pot and fall to the wayside with SPS in your life. And I'm just wondering, Lindsay, as, as we speak about this daily, where are you this week in relation to the ever-changing cycle of living with SPS? Well, I've been reflecting on this quite mm-hmm. a lot recently. And I know you and I, we've had some words over this too. Um, nice words. We've not had words with yeah. each other. Oh, not words. No, words <laughs> over, <laughs> words over um, this whole question, I suppose. Mm of the unpredictability of SPS and how does one deal with that? So I know I said to you, diagnosed, wasn't I, in 2011. So symptoms onset 2009. 
So where are we looking between 12 and 14 years Mm. of this constant, constant up, down, up, down, up, down. How I explained to you the other day was like a tango. Sometimes I'm leading, sometimes SPS is leading, and it's about um, finding that harmony. So we're dancing together almost. So as I say to you, walking alongside this disease, not fighting it, not denying it, but walking alongside it, accepting it, being okay with not being okay. But this blooming unpredictability You know, trying to get my head around that after over a decade of living with this, it still blows my mind. So, you know, when we were speaking, for instance, in last week's podcast, one minute I'm crawling on my hands and knees, then I'm, you know, I'm in my, my doodle chair, electric wheelchair, then, you know, I'm, I'm back on my legs and um, don't get me wrong, I am still need, I need that physical support. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to understand why can I not stand independently why do I freeze to the spot oh excuse my tummy rumbling if you can hear that why do I I I topple to one side or kind of crumple to the floor in a controlled fall why do these things happen Um, and why is it a case that sometimes I'm stronger than others Mm -hmm. what is it that triggers this unpredictability of this disease. For instance, on the weekend, Hubby and I, we went to the, uh, the the park to just be in nature. M, you know what I'm like. Nature is where I, you know, I find my healing, my peace, my love, my light. So, you know, I was I was watching and spending time with the little squirrels, all the different birds, you know, our native birds. And they were all so close, as I say to you, having my snow white moment. And it was beautiful. And yes, needing that support of my hubby, but I was there on my legs, not for long, but still doing so. Then we come back to um, the doodle bug, the van, and all it took was the heat from the air vents in the car. Mm-hmm. That brushed against my hands and an upper body spasm. There it goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but why? What is the rationale in, in all of this? Why? Why did that happen? And then how my body feels afterwards the repercussions of that the strength that it takes out of me you know the weakness that it brings yeah. and, and not even just a physical weakness what I, I call the, the the ragdoll state where um you know my hubby needs to move my my limbs for me yeah um, it just it's kind of like a, a reminder to the brain of come on now you know chip chop yeah it's passive go. movement yeah, yeah. um you know, so you, you go through all those stages and then even when everything starts working together as it should do and listening to your brain, it leaves you so wiped out that you can't even put it into words. And even 
speaking of putting things into words, the way the brain is working, it then affects the speech and the words and the way of thinking and, you know, the foggy brain. And it's like somebody pulls the plug in the bottom of your foot and everything just drains out through the feet. And trying to get to grips with this constant changing and unpredictability because another time the air from the the heaters in the van wouldn't affect me so why is that why does that happen you know and it takes it takes me off guard yeah and learning to to live a life with that and you know that that unpredictability the same with with noise you know Mm -hmm. the, the sound of day-to-day life what triggered me the other day was um my hubby's glasses case just closing mm-hmm. and and that pop of that glasses case now he can close that glasses case a thousand times and and, mm-hmm. and i'm fine um but then you have those times where it, for whatever reason the sps in the body triggers now the more i've tried to look at this the more i, I have noticed the connection with fatigue Yes. And how I become more sensitive to stimuli and just life in general, the more mm-hmm. fatigued I am. Mm-hmm. So that's a major part of it. But even with fatigue management, mm-hmm. it doesn't hold this disease in its place. Yeah, it doesn't really, you know, just listening and, and, and connecting and also been rather reflective as well of things that I hadn't thought of for some time. The first thing obviously coming to mind is the spectrum um, of SPS and how one can be working and continuing to maintain an almost, almost daily functional life of being out there in the workplace and and still be able to fulfill roles to to a reasonable standard a reasonable threshold um of of ability but when it comes to this part of life where where we both are and even you and I are in a different place if we talk about spectrums we're we're on we're both placed probably in different parts of the scale within that spectrum I think And it's no wonder that people then start to become apprehensive with regards to going out, um, Mm. engaging in society, engaging in pursuits, etc. You know, we spoke of this in the podcast of finding the other way um, and trying to keep yourself in this calm state. But as you say, if there is is some stimuli out there that triggers the SPS, um, or indeed th- there can be nothing. Sometimes you're just there, you're okay, and then suddenly it's like, I need to get home. Um, it doesn't beggar belief that why people become rather more enclosed within their own home and why they feel more safe within their own home as opposed to engaging. And then taking that a step further is allowing people to come into your home, friends mm-hmm. come into your home, because there is this almost, it's not an unrealistic fear. It's a founded, I don't like to use the word fear. I'd say it's a foundational thought and rational thought of knowing when to push the boat out and live a little and enjoy someone's company and enjoy someone coming over. But knowing that that could set you back, and I'm not talking days, that could set you back into this this spiral of being unable to move looking to, you know, really trying to draw that next breath. 
And in reality, you know, who wants to keep revisiting that state, if that makes sense? So it's this balancing act that is incredibly difficult because there isn't really a balance. <laughs> and and I say that as a, you know, coming from the background that I had when I, when I once worked, when I think of this disease and I talk of the, you know, when people say, oh, it's about balance, actually know that the, the scale should be tipped more towards self-care because you always have to have more in your tank because mm-hmm. of this disease, because you have, this disease can make you go from a full tank to empty within the space of an hour you know or yeah. or or you could have a few good days and and then there's a difficulty with that as well I'm not meaning to put obstacles I'm just looking at this realistically from my own my own experience of you know you have a few good days and if you don't catch yourself and say don't push that wee bit you know don't push that wee bit further then you can push beyond the boundaries and there you go with the adrenal cycle and the fatigue this, and everything. This is why we're so mindful with the amount of time that we talk. Oh, absolutely. You know, so so that's, you know, that that's one thing um, when we speak about consistency. It's very hit and miss whether we record on that day and how long we talk for. So to be able to commit to say, okay, every week we will do an hour podcast this time, um, this day. It's not a thing. It's it's not not where I am. It's that consistency to, to a commitment to say, I can do that. I promise you, I will be there and I will be able to do Uh, this. And I have been grappling um, with not being able to commit and responsibility, taking responsibility for my, you know, my own commitments. And I know I've mentioned, you know, I've mentioned that to you this week. What what is it with responsibility? Why is it that it is causing me much internal upset? And I think, you know, when we break it all down and we peel off the layers, it is because day to day, nothing is predictable or guaranteed for me. I am not guaranteed um, a day where I'm able to do all the things and I am not guaranteed a day where I'm, I'm confined to the bed. So it's very, very confusing for me. And in that confusion and in that uncertainty, it's causing a lot of unfriendly feelings with, within my, you know, within myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't like it. And, and I'm trying to find ways to move through all that. For instance, um, you know, just backtracking a little bit with you saying about us basically encouraging and pushing ourselves to keep on going and keep doing yeah. these things, despite the consequences, really, in a way, um, because that's that's what I, I do with, with myself. The doodle chair, for instance, this want for independence and to still be able to do things when, you know, my hubby's not here. So taking the doodle chair out on my own, for instance, but it's become an impossible task because a spasm triggers because of a noise outside or because of a change of temperature or because mm-hmm. somebody, uh, you know, responds to you maybe a little bit unkindly because people 
can be a little tricky out in the wide world, you know, if you're in their way or you're not moving fast enough or, you know, it's, it's not even feasible for me to be able to use the chair out and about on my own. And that is something that is really, really frustrating me because of the unpredictability because if my response to stimuli would just settle down Mm -hmm. then maybe I would be able to just go and have some fresh air out and about safely but safely is the key how can I do that safely yeah And, and I just don't know how and this again goes full circle really where last week we were talking about, you know, crawling around the garden on hands and knees to, to be able to fulfill that task of wanting that woodland garden space, you know, it's just popping bulbs into the ground, basically. But I have to keep myself low to the floor. So if anything triggers, there's not far to fall. And, you know, if you do then stiffen the whole statue, tin man situation yeah. with stiff persons, then what? So all these unpredictabilities... It's a lot, I think, for one brain to try and just keep processing all the time. And then we wonder, why are we in fear mode? Lindsay, what what is that overwhelm? Who knows? I don't even know. Because there's no rhyme, reason, predictability of it, other than just keeping myself in this state which sometimes, I mean, to the outside world, and and, and I, I am very honest when I say I do, you know, practice what I preach in a sense of meditation and gentleness, as you say, being in nature, trying to smile, all the things we've spoken about in this podcast, it's all true. It's all true, a 110% true of what I have practiced to get back from where I've been. But If I'm honest with you, some days I feel stifled by that rather than being able to breathe. Because if I don't catch myself, if I step out of that state, or if I'm, you know, ready to step out and I have to bring myself back into it, and and it's a lovely state to be in, it's a calm state and it's a much preferable state to be in, but it can feel so stifling because... You know, you speak of you just want to pop your, you know, your running shoes on and go for a run. I, I just yeah. I just want to go out and, and just I just want to be normal. And I say I know what's normal and, and people maybe listening that don't have SPS will say, well, what is normal? But normal to me, you know, and, and we can't look back and we have to accept this diseases in our life and, and how it presents. But it's the unpredictable nature, which then leads me to this, um, that there is no set medical route for this disease. What works for one does not necessarily work for another. And what may work for some stage may then start to lose its potency. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I know this all kind of sounds like, oh, come back, Em, you're down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I don't mean that. I, I just want to be very raw and open with how, you know, I, I try to keep laughing and smiling and, and being in this state of calm and mindfulness. But the reality is um, is that these things are still taking place. Um, it's just that I, I'm able to bring myself back quicker. And I'm able to enjoy a life life a little better than where my mind would want to drag me with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
this unpredictability of, you know, like um, I said to you, you know, I could be walking in a shop and then suddenly it's like, oh, I need to sit down. And mm-hmm. it gets to the stage where you might not even reach a chair. You you need to sit down, you know. So then you start to think, well, maybe I shouldn't go out to that shop. Maybe I shouldn't do that again. Uh, yeah, there is the option of wheelchairs and four-wheeled walkers, etc. But you know when you're in that state, Lindsay, I don't even think even the chair doesn't support you enough. Yeah. Do, do you know what um, Does, um, you say in that on, on the weekend? Can you remember... I, I sent that photo of my my walking boots mm-hmm. and to be graced and blessed with that freedom for it must have been 45 minutes to have my feet in those walking boots. And yes, hubby was there and he was given his physical support. We tried. We were completely um, in in the quiet and in nature, mm-hmm. nothing or no one to disturb us. And he said, "Okay, let go, let go, and walk to me." So even concentrating on his eyes, being mm-hmm. surrounded in everything that was beautiful, still mm-hmm. my legs froze to the spot. And the more I was trying to encourage them to to move the more my body was falling to the one side, you know, and needing that, that quick catch from hubby um, and, and, and trying to understand when he then supports me and my, you know, my body is up against, up against his, how my body all of a sudden becomes stable and able to move. What is the understanding in that I have no idea but I no longer hold on to that and question myself too harshly because it sends me to a place of where I question myself to a point of have I completely lost my mind oh yeah and that's a terrifying place to go so I no longer do that Mm -hmm. I, I refuse to and um, um, yeah. enough now you know yeah, you can only beat yourself yeah. up for so long so we continue to enjoy those 40 45 minutes together mm-hmm. but by the end of that my little legs were dragging I was all weak and wobbly and even with that support I was not safe to be on those legs so it's a case of okay get back in the in the in the van you need to rest. Now, there was shopping that needed picking up following that. And as you know, the doodle bug carries the the, the doodle chair, you know, and it's there for these reasons. But my body was at a point of I cannot be sat up. I cannot be in Mm -hmm. a chair. I cannot take any more vibration. I certainly cannot take lights in a supermarket noise. I certainly cannot figure out this little gear stick on my chair to be able to direct myself. It Mm -hmm. comes off and hubby can do that, but I just couldn't do it all. There was just no more, enough Mm -hmm. now, enough. And and I had to stay in the doodlebug and just recline back and just be. Just be, just breathe and and just be. There there was just no other option for me then. And, And it's... 
I think, you know, we go back to acceptance, being okay with not being okay in that present moment and knowing that this too shall pass mm-hmm. and life will move forward again. And, and you know, another weekend, I may be able to do that little walk and pop into a shop. Who <laughs> knows? But don't feed into that fear um, of, OK, this is it. This is it now. Yeah. And, and this is it. <laughs> nothing Absolutely. will ever get nothing will ever get any better again. I think not panicking having these episodes that come into our daily life, this yeah. unpredictability will help settle, calm that fear and be okay with not being okay, okay. sometimes. I would agree with you. And here here's that you know. The other side of the coin is, as you know, I've started driving. Um, so <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, so what was keeping me from driving was actually the hypoglycemia. So um, in case anyone's listening, don't worry, I have spoken extensively with DVLA and neurology. And um, th- these episodes are, you know, they are few and far between. Um, and they are usually when I, I am in a state of just complete chronic fatigue and or I'm coming out of. So I am very safe just in case anyone is listening and thinking, oh, <laughs> no, all is well. But actually at the weekend, um, see, th- this is the thing as well. Confidence is another thing that comes into this. Um, if you say with fear, well, the opposite of fear is to be confident, isn't it? To have that confidence um, and not be afraid. And when someone says to me, oh, you're not driving, are you? Or you're not going out your own. Well, I immediately have, you know, I, I, I'm like, oh, I better not do that. Um, whereas, you know, before that, I'm getting myself ready. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go for that walk. Of course, let's go, you know, let's do this. So as soon as somebody shows their their concerns, because they're so used to me the last couple of years not being in a state to do much, it then robs me of the confidence, the ability to go out there and do and be and live. So such as, you know, with the, the driving of late, at the weekend, um, we take our dog to a run-free field so that he's off leash um, because he's he's overly friendly. <laughs> He thinks all the other dogs want to be his friends and and obviously you have to respect other dogs and other dog walkers and keep him safe too. So hubby was working flat out and I'm thinking, well, this boy needs his his off-leash time and I need out, I need fresh air. It's freezing cold, (laughs) ready to snow actually. And I thought, do you know what? I can drive. It's not that far. I'm just going to book that field for 30 minutes uh, my two sons came with me and popped the dog in the boot up and down the, the hills. That, and I thought, yeah, go me. I'm doing this. Happy me. And I felt great and it felt amazing. And I stopped myself even thinking like that. And I was just present of, oh, look at the sheep there. Oh, there's a black sheep. Oh, there's the farmer out bringing the sheep in. And and it just became very normal. Now, did um, Moggins here not book the field that was way up at the top of the hill? <laughs> it's beautiful, spectacular views. But I was like, hmm, okay, I've picked, I've booked the wrong hill. Um, so that was a bit of a hike. And again, you know, the fear of will I make it up there? Why, why wouldn't you make it up there? Come on, of course you'll make it up there. It's not that far. And if need be, you can sit down. You've, you know, you'll be okay. And if need be, you're not far from home. So hubby can come in a taxi 
and drive you all home. So I had all this inner dialogue of, you know, reassuring myself that all was well. And actually then the other part came in of you're strong, you're strong and you know all of this is okay. Stop second guessing yourself and just enjoy this moment. And it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. I did say to you that I missed my sense of direction was off and I missed the cutoff and come right round the area that I live in. So it was a longer journey and I did get a wee bit like, oh no, oh, should I have done that? Because I'm so used to second guessing myself. And I was like, well, that's all right. You'll be okay. Come on. You know, so it felt amazing. She amazing, as I said to you, and um, everyone was all full of fresh air, enjoying outdoors, getting steps in. The dog was well exercised and it allowed for a very relaxing Saturday evening. Um, And it felt great. And I thought, yes, I'm back on track. Two days later, I'm on to you saying, Lindsay, (laughs) I'm I'm not, I'm not doing too good. (laughs) I'm not feeling too well, but it was more emotionally, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It was more, I can't do this disease. I, I don't want this in my life. How how do I um, find the basket for unwanted SPS? <laughs> I need to give this back. It's that unpredictable and unpredictability. I can't get my words out today. So those are bigger things, aren't they? Of going out to nature, going out for your weekend walk with your hubby, and me managing to do some things independently. But you know, even just the unpredictability in the house. You know, how many times have I sent you pictures of the ironing board up this week? Um, and I haven't done so in years and yeah, years you're and just, years because I, just, I yeah. can't lift the darn thing. I and know, it's just, there's, I know not, there's not enough strength. Um, it's a thankless task. You're missing nothing from it. Nothing. You're missing, you're not missing out. But I remember what I said to you, there was two shirts left to go in that basket. And it, I could not have cared if the Pope of Rome was walking into my house that day. The ironing board stayed up, the ironing was switched off and the two shirts, the, the shirts that were ironed were hanging and the two shirts remained until... Four, four or five days later and then there was another gazillion shirts in there but it's that unpredictable unpredictability of just push just push and it's like no I can't I simply cannot I have to lie down I feel incredibly unwell I feel like someone's pulled the plug I don't again I want to know who that person is it's plug pulling <laughs> whoever you are I'm I shall find you there's often a trade-off isn't yeah. it? Um, we we often say this. For instance, yesterday I ended up washing my hair, which meant I ended up eating two hot cross buns, not even toasted, <laughs> because it was that trade-off between mm-hmm. you know having energy to prepare something to eat, which my preparing something to eat mind isn't isn't what I would call what a normal person does in preparation to eat as you know em my diet is is very easy isn't it very very simple I mean it's either yogurt and fruit or it's um, a medley mash that there's enough like for three days worth in in the fridge and it's just a case of warming mm-hmm. it up so there, there is always you know when you speak about being in different places on the spectrum of SPS, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very mindful of that, of 
where I was 10 years ago to my journey through those 10 years to where I am now. So there is really there's, there's a, a beautiful improvement to where I am now mm-hmm. compared to where I was six years ago pre-stem cell transplant. But yet my life is still very, very compromised in mm-hmm. every which way. I mean, we, we were having a conversation, was it yesterday about Blue, my Westie? Yeah. And the, um, the amount of time that I spend on my own and having the comfort and friendship of a little, you know, a little fluffy four-legged friend, would that be feasible for where I am in my life? And for, we use that word normal, someone who has, you know, who is normal. I don't like that word, but let's just, no. you know what I mean? I know. They I know. don't need to think a billion and one things before they bring um, a cat or a dog into their life. They yeah. need to think, of, you know, of being responsible and can they afford to look after this little football and you know insurances and do they have the time to commit to walk in you know and all that you know all that kind of thing but seriously where I am with SPS it Mm -hmm. is like insanity.com trying to figure out can I do this knowing that this little animal would serve me but yeah. is it even possible with regards to its movements, with regards to the sounds that it makes, with regards to some days I have more energy to be able to care for another little being? Um, other times, what did I say to you about the goldfish? Um, do they provide, you know, can you buy now yeah, these little blocks yeah. of food? Because what about the days that I can't even take care of a goldfish? Yeah. I mean, this is not funny stuff. This is no. like very serious yeah. um, stuff that you try your best to, to work through to bring that normalcy in, into your world and into your four walls. It's very, very real. And not it just with, with regards to animals, with regard, you know, when you were speaking about people, no one comes into this house and yeah. no one bar, obviously, you know, our eldest daughter, because it's her home, um, and, you know, and, and hubby and me. That yeah. no, no humans come into this house. And I wonder, because my body and and the way it reacts to people and movements and noises and touches and 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 all the things um just by visiting a friend the impact that has on me so to have a busy household I mean literally everyone god bless them in my little family has had to adapt to me so they're very Mm. mindful of the, the amount of noise they make of, um, you know, the way they move. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's not a, what you would call a normal family home. There's, there's no people coming and going and rushing about and, and noises and singing and dancing and, and all the things, which is the life that I love. It really is not just my life that's had to be tailored. It's now theirs too. Yeah. So yeah. when you speak um, about the, you know, the reaction people may have to you, for instance, with regards to you going out driving, they're the souls that have been sat back watching you struggle. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's yeah. why they react the way they react. And the, the same with my little family here. And it's a case of, mum, are you okay? Are you okay yeah. to, to, to do that? Um, and it's through love and it's through experiences that they've had watching you 
really, really suffer is a, is, is not a, a nice word. It's a very negative word. But at the end of the day, that's what they see happening to you. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. suffering um, and they want to do all they can to keep everything peaceful, calm and gentle for you because they know, I, I, I think they know and they understand how, shall we say in inverted commas, regular normal life affects your your physical self. Yeah. And I think then, you know, it, it's this bizarre presentation of SPS where how can you go from lying on the couch to the next minute and say, right, I'll, I'll drop you off at the gym. <laughs> it makes no sense. And as you say, you know, if you were to overthink that, that, there's a fine line, as I said to you, between sanity and insanity and overthinking and trying to deep, think too deeply, you know, can can send man into into insanity and become over anxious and this rumination then begins to take place and then you start to second guess yourself and then you start to think I mean we've had this conversation have I placed myself in this position am I keeping myself in this place and and we very well know that we're not that, that this mm-hmm. is an active disease and it, you know the, the other thing um with regards to you know your your four-legged friend and we've spoken about this a lot and and I'm very encouraging for you to to have this little companion because as a friend I want someone there with you to give you great comfort but when I listen to you Lindsay I have to be very honest with regards to um, Monty I couldn't have Monty um, unless I had the family around me but there's another element there is when I feel someone has pulled plug and I am going down it's Mady Mady and that beautiful animal is trying to come over almost to give me a paw and say look everything's going to be okay there are days where I have to say darling just you need to stick you need to let me be and I have to close the door and he looks confused as if like oh what have I done it's really hard Em isn't it because so many people out there that will be listening will be saying oh but my dog my cat like they are my reason for getting up in the morning. They are yeah. my comfort. They are my my everything. They're the ones that sit with me and get me through a tough day. But when this disease does, and, and that's where I go with it to a point of, please, no one move, no one speak. I mean, literally, we have had Hubby and I weekends in silence because I, I can't take, and that's just from a human point of view, you know, how do you explain to an animal, please, please stay still? Yeah. <laughs> please yeah. don't move. <laughs> it, it's just the overwhelm of don't expect, in my mind, it's please don't expect any more from me. I have nothing mm. left to give at this moment. And for me, you know, it's not so much about, I need the silence throughout the day um, with, you know, the chronic fatigue, etc. But um, it's more if normal life comes in and someone's had a problem that day oh it hits me hard and I'm like I I don't know if I can cope with this I don't know I don't know and I have to bring myself into that center of calm and think breathe all is well just you know be be that that gentle silence be that gentle presence be that calm presence because if I'm not in a good state physically then obviously the the, the mental the, the, the psychological impacts are there and if someone is, is having a bit of a, you know, they're, they're needing advice or they've had a bad day, as is normal life, my body and mind can actually respond in a very negative way. You know, and I try to mask that, as you know, 
and I try to sit there and and just be this, you know, look as if everything is as well. But really inside, I'm like, I need to go. I can't be here. I don't feel well enough for this. Please don't ask me anything. Emotional um, stimuli. Yeah, that's, that's a huge one for me. It's massive. In, in the beginning, mm. it it what what my trigger was. Um, chronic fatigue and that's what would would send me to you know the, in, into the spiral of SPS but but through my SPS journey that emotional stimuli became I think up there with with the the, the top four of of number oh, one yeah. triggers and unfortunately that's something that has stayed with me and this is why I literally go through my day-to-day life of everything is love, light, peace, joy. And I do everything to stay in that state because anything other than that, it doesn't serve me. And it's not um, how I would have dealt from an emotional viewpoint back in the day before SPS when I was flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah. Now, if I say, you know, my, my daughter's having a little bit of a of of an issue with direction of her career, for etc. I uh-huh. take that into my heart and I feel it a million fold, a million fold and, and want to fix it and, and make it right and you know, just bring her all the wonderful things right here, right now. And I, and I don't mean from the place of being a mum. I mean that it's like I can feel her pain, yeah, her yeah. upset and or her frustration or yeah. her, you know, and it's like, oh, no. And, and I can feel then in my body it starts to tighten and my yeah. mus- muscles start to respond. And then, you know, and, and it's like this knock-on effect. And this is something that's normal, you know. Yeah. This is not something out of the ordinary. People go through career changes, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. But picking up on that vibrational energy and just, it's so it's so overwhelming it is. you know i forgot mother's day on sunday it's mm-hmm. coming up is it not and i was on the phone to my hubby and i was like no no i haven't sorted out easter yet who knew mother's <laughs> day was first yeah how do i do this and he was like yeah. my love just be still a moment just be still <laughs> because i was so concerned about getting a nice gift for my 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 nan and my mum because yeah. I love them so much and you know it's, it's you know when you don't get to spend time with them you still want them to know that you yeah. you love them and you adore them and you want it all to be right but that overwhelm of oh, I forgot now what do I do because I feel like I have too much to do it's really like I know really come back Lindsay Lou, come back. <laughs> and this this is where you could then drive yourself crazy because you're then like, what on earth is wrong? Why can't I just pick a card, think I'll just do flowers and that's it. You know, I, I've gave much thought or I've thought about it. Yeah, there, there's this, I, I don't know what's going on. And we speak of this SPS mind and this SPS brain and what the heck's going on in there. And um and and that's probably a topic for another day um because 
it's massive in, in its entirety. It, it, you know, who knows? And with you know, you're saying with with your daughter, the same's going on here. And as you say, I, I start to feel it all within my body. And for me, that can result in about three or four hours of trying to settle down into sleep. We spoke of this in our sleep, our mm. sleep routine and how I really need to be careful. And it can take several hours. And if someone comes into the room, which is normal life, then I'm back to almost back to square one of trying to settle down for the evening, you know, so again, there's this, this, this going back to this unpredictability, this, this just not knowing where the land lies as such. And I wonder if this podcast would help carers, people that are newly diagnosed or that they've, they're now traveling a little further along in their journey of SPS. So things have changed because I've certainly changed a lot over the last few years. I've certainly want, changed. Yeah. Um, a yeah. thousand, you know, a thousand percent over yeah. the last, over the last uh, three years, I would say. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could do school runs. I was the one that was the face at school. I was the one that did A, B, or C. And oh, hang and, on, hang oh, on. I'm agreeing oh. with that with regards to my way of thinking. Sorry, sweetheart. Are you oh, talking? Okay. Are you talking about in a physical sense? And we probably you know, both. Probably right, okay. both. So the, the physical is, you know, um, just being where where I was and, and now, you know, not being to, to be able to do that, like not be dependable, not being able to, for you know, to be able to be depended upon. So mm. I can never say, yeah, I will be there next Tuesday. I will be there next Tuesday at 12 o'clock. You know, I, I had an appointment yesterday up until an hour before. I'm still thinking, I don't know. I messaged you and I said, I'm still in my PJs. And you're like, oh, but is it a virtual? I'm like, no, it's physical. <laughs> it's in person. And you're like, oh, you better run. And I'm like, oh, Lindsay's having a laugh there, run. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. And, and the way, so... Sorry, I, I digress. Talking about where I am in a in a psychological heart space, much calmer, yes, much more accepting, able to bring myself back from sometimes the sting and the reality of the disease. I think it is perhaps how I would perhaps describe it today. You know, so it's there, it's ugly, it's terrible manifestations, it's hard, it's crawling on your hands and knees some days. It's not been able to find the compass of where's north, where are you, what, what am I supposed to do, what, 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 you know, somebody even saying to me, have you salt and peppered the dinner? I'm like, ha, ha, I, you've just distracted me there. You know, I was just chopping the peppers, I was doing all right there. So this methodical, you know, um, way this this just gentle movement as I speak to you of serves me well. It allows my body into this calm state of all is well. Just go with the flow and just um so psychologically and emotionally, yes, I I've changed a thousand percent. And now I'm forgetting what I was going to say there because of the um the workmen outside drilling away. The that it's not been able to be depended upon. That's a hard one to adapt to. You know, and it is hard because it's hard from a healthcare perspective. I pop something up in Instagram um, and on Facebook, I think. Um, it's like, you know, my memory doesn't serve me today of hospital appointment anxiety because, you know, you're sitting there and your heart's thumping because you just feel as though people just are not going to get this. And, 
you know, they've perhaps had a patient in before who's got a different label, a different diagnosis. They're working, they're running and they're doing all these things. And as you walk through the door, for me, Lindsay, I don't look much different from them. Okay, Um, because I wasn't using my stick yesterday. It was folded up in my bag. So you're wondering, how are you going to be perceived, received, heard? And and it really starts to, the apprehension begins long before the appointment um, because you're thinking, oh, I'm really scared. Maybe I should just cancel that because is it going to serve me being in this Mm. state? But then the reality is as well as, well, you know, well, what's going to be different next time? Um, you know, so you need to try and just move forward with this. And then we bring in, you know, I said, I was saying I bring in all the tools of the nasal breathing and the body scan and speaking to myself and saying you're safe and everything that you're experiencing is real. Mm-hmm. It is real. And it's not always about educating others. It's about educating yourself um, about saying you're OK, you you will be OK with this. But that unpredictability of, you know, even an hour before and being dependent upon my husband to drive because it was a longer distance. You know, I'm not there yet and I don't know if I ever will be. Let's hope I will be. You know, so he's kind of on alert, not knowing are we going, are we not going? Mm. Um, and and then th- that comes through that with this unpredictable nature of SPS is the fear of the, the number of did not attend. <laughs> You know, and then it, it gives you this kind of crazy lunatic um, patient appearance um, of, you know, well, she doesn't really attend, does she? So th- there's so much going on there that it's starting to go into a kind of knitted ball um, that's not really probably making much sense to anyone listening. But it is part it's making, of the... It's making sense to me. You oh, is know, it? I've, oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. You, I mean, you know, I've had, you know, many years experience you know, in with the medical model. And, you know, these these worries that, that come into one's mind, they're valid because of past experiences, Absolutely. you know, of, of not being understood or of not yeah. being or of being judged, I should say. They, they're the, the most wonderful people that I have come across in my journey with SPS from a medical standpoint. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning, when they couldn't figure out what was going on, nightmare, absolute nightmare. And that has stayed with me. When you turn to people who are qualified to help you and to say, OK, this is this is what you have. This is how we're going to deal with it. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. But before you get to that point, when medical professionals are questioning, is it postnatal depression? Is it, you know, chronic fatigue that will just dissipate within 12 months? Is it just you just not coping with life? Um, You know, when when you're questioned (laughs) and, you know, those attitudes and mindsets, they stay with you. And it's quite sad, really, because I think many people with SPS has encountered that at some point because it takes so long for some people. What they say, it's about seven years, isn't it? It's a on seven average. years diagnostic um, odyssey, they say, yeah. I mean, for me, it was within two years, but yeah, um, longer, I, I yeah. think because of my presentation, 
because I fitted the box, but also overspilled the box. Um, That's where questions then come in. And then that's when I question myself, because, you know, if the word functional is being used, um, it really makes you start doubting yourself. And it's so hard because when you're doing everything that you can to live a full, beautiful incredible life because you don't want to be in this state you don't want to be in this life of unpredictability you don't want this you didn't ask for it like you said where's the basket do you know to hand over lost and found here we go (laughs) yes you you hop on in there um you know no one asks for this and no matter what the reason is as to why sps came into your life it is valid and it is real. And that's it full stop. And I am really, really miffed where I have allowed other people's perceptions of me to come into my heart and into my mind and to affect me. Yeah. And, which, you know, yeah. it comes mm-hmm. to a point of no, this is real. Yeah. No more questioning. But I'm not going to hang on to a diagnosis of a disease what I am going to hang on to is living a beautiful fulfilled life which is what I set out to do before this walked into my life and I will do everything I can to shape my life this next chapter into something beautiful valuable and productive even with the unpredictability and this is what you and I do now on a day-to-day basis I, I, I think so I think so. I think what to add in there, though, Lindsay, is that we are in that space because we withdrew from a lot of our past life, which we do. We shed, Mm. you know, we, we, we go on and we shed. And that's part of life for everyone. But... As you say, the the unpredictability of this disease used to scar me incredibly. I told you I was asked by someone in a a professional capacity when not long after diagnosis, oh, is it that lazy man syndrome that you have? And it was like, yeah, I can hear everyone going beep, beep, beep all over all over the world. Anyway, I'm not saying that in a, you know, to cause any heightened emotion. What I'm trying to, to say is the reason why I had to withdraw into a world that served me was because there were days where I could go out there and have the silver shoes and the bag and the hair done and the makeup and be the best, you know, go out there and go, ta-da, I'm going to sparkle, here I am, world. I'm coming to get you. (laughs) Two hours later, I'm (laughs) crawling into a bit like Patsy and Eddie, you know, from um, Absolutely Fabulous. I'm like crawling back in like, oh, my gosh. And, and, you know, people must be thinking, was that a rough night? You know, it was just a rough hour. You know, I thought I was doing okay. Um, but, you know, so it, it looks so bizarre. So there you are. You're off in a stride and you're like, oh, I'm take this world. You know, the world is mine. <laughs> you're just pushed back um and it looks bizarre to the onlooker and and as you say you know not to dwell on it but the the psychological scars that are healing and and, you know as we come back to center and and use all these wonderful mediums that we use that that really serve as well and and are are providing a much more beautiful stable life even Mm -hmm. when the beep hits the fan with the sps 
it, it really made me just decide I'm not going to engage anymore because I cannot take the look of, well, you could do that yesterday, so how can you not do it today? Or, well, you you walked in here looking great and you look, you know, you look really healthy, um, but suddenly now you're clinging on to your husband and you're hunched over, you know, really bent over in the middle and yeah. holding on yeah. to furniture walking and you get to the car and it's like, put the car seat back, please, please. And it's almost in this urgency for this poor person that's trying to assist you, but you know, I need to get into that position now. Please help me. Um, so as you you rightfully say, this tailored life, which serves us, which allows us, I suppose, to deal with the unpredictable, unpredictable nature of SPS in a more manageable, calm way. <laughs> Well, I use the word calm with inverted commas, Lindsay, <laughs> um, manner, so that it we're only having to deal with the unpredictability of how it impacts upon ourselves and the small unit that we trust, um, rather than then having to carry that heavy load of what does the world think of me? And I know we want to get out there and just shake that off and think, well, to hang with everyone else, I'm just going to do what I need to do. But... And I know there's a lot of people that with SPS that are still in that that functional, and I use the, the word fun, functional, I mean they have a, a high threshold of t- exercise tolerance mm. and capability, and they're still managing to spin all the plates. And I say, go you and live live it up, really grasp onto this life. And while you can and you continue to be, and please God, that will be your, your um, experience of SPS, yeah. go out there and live and do it all the things you can have no fear in your heart to book the holidays, do A, B or C. But, you know, when it comes to to where where I am, Lindsay, it has to be a tailored life. It has to be a place where I don't have anyone being able to call, to cast judgment. It's a very enclosed circle. And I have a great, you know, I have a lovely wee circle of friends, but they're all WhatsApp friends. You know, I have a really close friend who, who um, we, we live close to one another. They, they've got a house in the same area as myself and um, they're doing renovations at the moment. So she sent me a picture saying, I'm in Costa. My heart broke because I thought, oh, I could have offered that coffee and a toasty to my friend. Mm. And I know if she's listening, she understands. She's she's amazing. But the thought of that sporadic moment of someone arriving at the door, my balance would have been completely off. I would have been outside my body. And, and I don't know how I would have coped. So now I'm building up to thinking, I wonder what day she she has to go there because she, she has to collect a child. Um, so she has to wait around that area. And I'm thinking, I wonder if I could work up to her coming even once a month, coming for a cup of tea and, a, you know, um, a sandwich. But even the thought of that, I'm thinking, well, what if you say to her that that's what you're going to do and you have to cancel at the last minute? Mm. What do you say to someone, you know, and mess around their day? So I suppose that just brings it back to this unpredictable nature and and living a tailored life. Do you do you think or do you think there are others out there who are their their symptom management is, is more controlled and that's why they're they're able to live a fuller life? Do you think that they're experiencing the same unpredictable nature? 
I have no idea if I'm completely honest, because as you know, I don't um, participate in other forums. Um, I don't talk to other people with SPS. It's been very much a lonely journey for me with with Mm. this. You know, both people women that I know now with SPS, you know, you're both in Scotland. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Scotland calling. And you're both very different to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, other than that, I don't, it's very rare. I, I'm, I'm on a, um, an SPS support group or any forum or, you know, Instagram or, or, or anything. You know, I don't read about the disease. I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> watch things about it I don't research I don't do anything so all I have is my own experience to to go on um so since you and I have been in each other's lives you know I sometimes I'm there with my eyebrows raised and I'm like but 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 how did you do that how did you do that Mm. or like you have been down and out like in a scary place and I'm like holy smokes where's this all going you know, is she going to be okay? We present, I think, very differently. We have similarities, yeah, but we present differently. And even when I'm, you know, my my other girlie that I said is in in Scotland, and she had similar treatment to me, and she's very different to mm-hmm. me, very very different. You know, like totally okay with sound, for instance. Yeah. Me, my lord, me and sound, good lordy. Yeah. That, that that life of 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 silence is, um, it's a blessing and it's a curse all at the same time. Because, you know, how do you live a fulfilled life with other human beings in it? For instance, your you know your friend coming over for that coffee and toasty. Your issue may not be sound, but for me. That sound and movement of another human being coming through the door would would be enough to to cause my body to go tight, stiff, and and the whole shebang goes off. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, what are the? Uh, is it to do with with you know they do have better management of of SPS? I do you know. I just don't know. Are their triggers different? Yeah. Um. You know, are they? Is it to do with treatment that, that they this have? Because, mm-hmm. as you know, I like I am completely like there is nothing that goes in my body mm-hmm. other than, than organic vitamins. Yeah, you know, like there is nothing in my body, and and sometimes you know, I'd say over the last eighteen months, my hubby and I, we've had the random conversations of if I could just settle down this startle response maybe my quality yeah. of life would be better but because of effects that I still feel from my previous prescription routine I don't know whether my brain or my body could tolerate uh, another medication going in and it was suggested last November um, by my neurologist you know maybe now's the time to try something again and I think because of the whole host of meds that I was on and I was on uh, you know like 
a lot of different yeah, medications. I was, I was mm-hmm. very much in the throes of SPS. Like, to, you know what? What pretty much I would call the end stages. That's where I I was before yeah. transplant. You know, just in my own opinion, that's where I, I believe yeah. and felt that that I was. So the thought of starting a regime again on on medication doesn't sit well with me. I think if I can, through a tailored life of living it calmly, peacefully, with purpose, not pressure, as I say to you, with value, um, with a good diet as best as I can, you know, staying hydrate, movement where I possibly can, surrounding myself with like-minded people who are gentle and calm, understanding, upbeat and happy, positive, you know, just really, really, really being careful about my choices of how I live my life, then, you know, am I okay with being where I am and living my life Mm -hmm. as it is? Whereas, you know, someone else may be in their SPS journey, okay, I mean, I've already walked the path of of having all the things, taking all the things, you know, every medical yeah, procedure, know. every yeah. treatment. Whereas other people with SPS, they, you know, they've probably not walked that full journey yeah. yet. So they're saying, yeah. yes, all, you know, the medication, please let me try it. The IVIG, let me try it. The plasmapheresis, let me try it. Let me try yeah. all the things, please. Yeah. And maybe that is what's keeping them um, where they are in their SPS journey with, you know, maybe they are exercising on a daily basis. Maybe they are still working. Maybe they are still able to run a family home. But all I know is with my experience with SPS was it came in with a bang. Um, It was very quick the way I progressed. So I didn't have that slow integration to, to SPS and learning to adapt to live, you know, alongside it it just came in hit me to the floor and then it was just you know all systems go from there whereas it's not been as long for you has it since life has been changing over yeah you know the the, the analogy that comes there is that I think you were the burst tap I was the dripping tap Mm. um until three years ago where you know um the mains burst <laughs> it was a burst tap and I found that incredibly difficult the the dripping tap I think can can be just as damaging if I'm honest because you're still expected in the the world out there to be performing you're still expecting of yourself to be doing as opposed to and I don't mean this in a, a derogatory way or, or, or insensitive, where you know it must, you know, just that thunderclap and, and life comes to halt. It must be absolutely terrifying, and and you don't have time to mentally adapt. Mm. Um, but I would say with the dripping tap, th- th- there's an element of that too, because you're push, 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 push. So you're, you know, when it comes to the the kind of the kind of um, you know, really flawed event that finally leads to, although. Do you know, Lindsay, I, I go off on a tangent here. I've heard of people who've came to a diagnosis, a diagnostic place where they haven't experienced any of that, um, where, you know, it has been certain symptoms and they've went and they've been diagnosed and they've continued on with working and doing A, B and C. You know, so perhaps that might have been my journey had 
the the the, the medics thought think rear. This isn't a, a, you know this presentation is very strange. Think rear rather than just thinking she's bonkers, she's off her head, or maybe I should have pushed a little further. Um, but I was so used to just masking that I wasn't feeling great. So when it did reach that that florid state of um, you know the the, the pipe burst that the tap burst, I, I was terrified. I was terrified. You know, I was really scared. And then I picked up a little after. Well, plasma paresis didn't work for me, as you know, and I was on immunosuppressants, and then I had to come off them with complications. But really, what happened from there was this this kind of steady decline again. And and you know and and that was one thing that was discussed in in the consultation was this unpredictable pattern that I present with, um, where one minute I could be walking and the next minute I I can't move just with complete exhaustion and fatigue and you know being symptomatic symptomatic although I, I as I said before there but for the grace of God go I that I don't experience these these um, seizure like muscle spasms that that people are experiencing. It, it, it looks incredibly challenging and difficult to live with and painful and, um, you know, to bounce back and forward from that state must be incredibly hard. But yeah, the, three years ago, I would say that I had to hit that dark spell again. And that's where you and I met, wasn't it? Because I was off the immunosuppressants and I was offered IVIG, but I was like, I just don't feel there. Looking at the research, you know, I know it works for others, but I know my body and, I just thought, am I ready to put myself through all of that? Am I ready to put my family through all of that? You know, I just, the answer is I simply don't know where I am with regards to the disease. I, I, I'm i trying to just maintain a, a place of peace, love, happiness, joy, being able to be mum, wife, daughter, be able to practice my faith, trying to make dinner. But you, do you know what came to mind there, Lindsay, was we've spoken about this often, and I think it's the, the founder of the Nash, uh, the Stiff Person Research Foundation who had said, you know, I can go for a 10K run, but ask me to make dinner and I'll go white and stiff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, you know, and I, I remember when I was going through that really difficult spell and I could hardly move, but Halloween came upon us and I love Halloween. And all of a sudden I'm popping Halloween decorations up to the outside world. It looks bonkers. We were in bed 10 minutes ago. You know, you could hardly move. I I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. Um, I crawled up to bed after the um, the Halloween decorating. But um, in that moment, I could move. I, I could move, um, I could pop, I mean, it was hard. I'm not saying that I was running around the place. It was still <laughs> furniture walking, but I was doing it. So it's just this unpredictable nature of the disease where I think, again, we, we speak of this so frequently is acceptance. You know, this is where we are. We can't, there's not a sin bin, there's not a dump basket to say, right, okay. But I think with acceptance, it, it is always, it comes hand in hand with but I will continue to strive and mm-hmm. try for a beautiful, fulfilled life where I do oh, things, where I keep doing things, which takes me to happy heart time uh-huh. of our book club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. laughed yesterday. Just I remember. laughed yeah. and just, laughed. Yeah. Um, I'm Diane Keating. I just want that in there. 
I so think, glad I beat you to that. I know, right? Right. She, yeah. she was mine since baby boom. No, she's always been mine. <laughs> I drove my mother simple with that film, honestly. I think it was on every day for about six uh, months. But the book but, club, um, yeah, yeah, go on. See, this is what um, I think we try to say with, okay, life may have, you know, turned on its head, but there is always another way to find enjoyment, fulfillment, a purposeful life, something that is beautiful and fun even with the unpredictability. So our next step through all of this is our um, our little book club with another newly found friend of ours. Uh, and we're going yeah. to do this um, virtually, aren't we? Oh, yep, yeah, virtually. Um, um, yeah, that's absolutely. The, the, the only thing is, though, we, we did mention, well, you know, what if one of us is unable to, because it, again, it is at set, what did we decide on? Half past 12 on a Tuesday, once a week, half an hour chat about what we've read that week. And then you start thinking, okay, but can I commit to that half past 12 on a Tuesday? And it's giving yourself permission and being in a friendship group where you're understood that, okay, it's okay that you need to bow out this week. Because, you know, what do you do when as I say, my lungs are tired or there's that esophagus spasm and you're not able to communicate or you're not able to sit up at that particular time, that particular day, you know, and then you, you never know then on the next book club meeting, you could be there chatting your way for an hour or so. Exactly. Exactly. And you were laughing because I've signed myself up to these online, like watercolor events and, um, you know, these webinars and you're like, what, what, wait a minute what are you up to and I'm like yeah I need to live (laughs) absolutely I need to to, I'm come out of a really difficult spell I'm you know I have been trying to exercise gently each day trying to get out every evening push the vestibular as well try and keep in that state of joy calm and I can do I can do going up Mm -hmm. that scale I can I can course you can as long as you pay attention to the times when your body's saying I don't think I can do that just now can you come and just let you know just rest be in the silence be quiet and 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 trying to find that balance but Lindsay it goes back again you could go and you could have the best night's sleep and still wake up and half an hour after waking up because you wake up you know you like Snow White like ha 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 that's what terrible Snow White my, did you hear my vocal spasm here and the birds are coming and they're giving you your dress and guy I know you're like that honestly what world is she in and you know the deer are walking in and there we are and you know and there you go and then all of a sudden it's like oh no right back to bed for you Snow White or find the sofa so you know there's that unpredictability as you say like can I make it on a Tuesday but I think the key there is when you find your your circle when you find like-minded people with great depth of understanding it takes so much pressure off and this is why I said to you if we do it on Skype and we can record it means that the person who cannot participate that day and then there's the rumination of oh well there you go I couldn't do that at least it's recorded 
recorded and you can listen to the, the you know, the, the chat of your two friends and what they've said and you can still be party to it. Mm. You can still be involved to a degree and <laughs> adapting, um, acceptance. Tr- it, I, I think the other word as well is you and I, and and I'm sure, I, and I hope other listeners are out there saying, I will never give up, stop to, I will never give up trying. Absolutely. I will always keep trying. Each day there is a bounty of opportunities handed to me in a plate. I, and like we spoke of having a finger in all the pies or having different um, hobbies, interests, that we can dip into depending on where our energy is that day, where our mind is that day. Mm-hmm. Then, and and sometimes that is just perhaps being in a, a quiet state, or it could be going out for that walk, or going out your woodland walk. It could be the book club. It could be me and all my sporadic bookings of. I think I'll do what I think I'll go do that. I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, let's go for that. You know, and and we've had big conversations. I'm not going to allude to that today, but we had big conversations while I was chopping peppers yesterday. <laughs> of, we did, we did. Of you know, of what the plans are. Oh, I know, what we can I know. Do. And you're like, wait a minute, you're chopping peppers there and discussing all this. I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. And I'm like, hey, oi, chill, <laughs> oi. <laughs> I'm full of great plans. (laughs) I think laughter, you know, laughter is the key with all of this. SPS is so real and man, it is dark at times. It is, yeah. But you know, when, when you really look at it for what it is and you then look at your family, your friends, um, where life can potentially be in a, in a positive, beautiful yeah. way. Um, hang on to that. Really hang on to that. And if you're in a place where you're very lonely and you feel that yeah. you have no one, because I think with this disease, we can go there. We, you know, um, whether it be in a physical sense, there really is no one there, or in um, in a place in your mind where you're surrounded by family and friends, but you have this, this label and it is scaring the bejeebas out of you because there is no rhyme, no reason. Um, You're struggling with the unpredictability of it. You know, send us a message. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Um, Reach out. Because I look back to where I was at a certain period in my journey and to have had this kind of chat play in in the background I think it would have helped because I do mm. wonder about our value and what we're offering M. but <laughs> when I reflect on myself <laughs> when I reflect on myself and where I've been it's very real and it's raw but there is lightness and there is love and there is joy and there is always another way and I think if I had had a voice saying that to me in the background maybe my journey would have been a little bit easier so you know if you are feeling quite lost with this um, or if the loneliness is taking a hold because you know you don't feel understood or you don't understand it yourself just shoot us a message or you know reach out to someone that you do feel um understands you or Mm -hmm. 
is you know of a, of a like-minded state but um yeah I would agree I would say amen because I, I think I said to you I, I don't read any articles with regards to this disease I try to just see how it manifests in my life I try to understand in depth of where I, I am in relation to how that could help others. I did say to you that at the beginning I refused to acknowledge it. I couldn't even speak the words for nearly two and a half, three years. I didn't mention it to anyone. I didn't want it known. I didn't, as I say, I didn't uh, look up. I didn't join support groups. I didn't do any of those things because I, I was trying to find my way and, and I was scared. And But what I did do, I did Google for podcasts and for someone. And I know we spoke of, you know, well, what service is this really to anyone, us two gabbing away? <laughs> but I then say to you, so we have, so this is what happens. After we um, come to a close today, Lindsay will then say, do you think that was all right? Oh, no, I don't know what. And then I go, yeah, it was fine. And I give all the rationale. And then the next day I go on to Lindsay and I go, I'm having a wobble. I don't know if that was right. I don't, I think maybe you were right. And then you're like, nope, this is fine. It is what it is. Don't look back. Um, so mm, <laughs> we're a good, yeah, we're a good pair in that sense because we're both we both can reach different states at different times and therefore we're a good support to one another and there's yeah. so much trust there um to say you know i know this sounds absolutely crazy but listen i'm really scared about this and if i talk to you about it actually and then we both do it we both actually rationalize and answer our own you know while we're, we're on the whatsapp and then either of us will come on and say oh but I'm really glad because you've came full circle and answered you know you've found that space yourself Um, and it's amazing what that is a healing heart it's a healing step you know to, to have someone there and as Lindsay said you know um if you don't have someone and loneliness can be it's something um and it's itself an entirety of feeding into this disease and just feeding into a, a lifestyle state you know mm. being lonely there, there's you can be lonely in a crowd but being really isolated and alone even in a family setting where you're like you know I don't know what to do with all of these thoughts then I, I genuinely mean this and I know this beautiful woman across from me means it to message us or come on to Facebook if you like as well it's a small it wasn't supposed to be a group it was supposed to be a page where the yeah. the, the um the podcast went up but muggins here I me <laughs> um <laughs> got that all wrong <laughs> and I was like Lindsay I can't make this public <laughs> and your wee voice of reason is we'll just keep it a group then it's fine just yeah. just let it go and I'm like okay Lindsay okay I feel much better for that um but it's a small group and you know it, it's quite happy heart and th- there's depth to it in acknowledging what this disease is but there's so much happiness and joy and um uh, you know, and sometimes utter nonsense from myself, actually. <laughs> Some, I questioned you. I said, you know, what am I talking about on that Facebook page? And then I'm talking to you about it on WhatsApp. And you're like, 
huh? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You, it is. It's fine. <laughs> are you doing that overthinking thing again? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think at the moment on FB, I think there's only like fifteen of us. Yeah. So if you want like a small, intimate setting that's just very easy going, quite cosy, you know, grab your cuppa. But yeah, come on there. Ha, you know, post away if you like. If not, then that's the, that's the best place to reach us, isn't it? Um, it is on the best there. place, and, and it yeah. is um, SPS Unscripted Podcast. That podcast. is that is um, what we are on. Yeah, Facebook, isn't it? just send an invite, and don't you know? You know when you send an invite to a group, and then you don't hear for a wee while, and you start to get a wee bit like, oh, they don't want me. Don't think that about oh, Lindsay and I. <laughs> just. <laughs> Just know that it's Lindsay and myself. And we said that to this lady that's joined the, the um, we created this book club because I said this poor soul's getting whiplash with us again because she was the first lady to join our Facebook group. And oh, we're setting I know. it up. I love her. She's beautiful. She's, oh, she's beautiful. <laughs> but, you know, we were we were trying to set things up and, and I we were laughing because we thought this poor woman's got whiplash with us because it was a post was going up, then it was coming down, it was going back. Up and then it was disappearing because of gremlins, <laughs> and and last night I my the moment of inspiration took me and I was like the book club and I created that WhatsApp group and then I jokingly said um, by the way I'm Diane Keaton so don't don't nobody else has got dibs on that and then Lindsay had to come on and she's like oi <laughs> but that poor soul must have had whiplash between you and I whip you know whipping back and forward with these messages. But then I think I did point in that. I think I did say to her, didn't I? Listen, if this takes, this might take two years to get off the ground because it's Lindsay and I. So <laughs> <laughs> bear with. And and that's just the reality of even with these podcasts. What does it take to actually record a podcast? It takes a full week of rest, replenishment relaxation a couple of days before we are both reminding ourselves mind the tubes mind the balloons you know the lungs mm. and the the, the esophageal spasms the the, the the laryngospasm mind the fatigue don't don't talk too much sweetheart mm. just take it easy and it's small feeders of information of right okay i've no idea what we're doing podcast <laughs> we're just are we just winging it are we just unscripting it yeah but look here's here's something you know here's a picture you know here's this and that and it's small snippets of information because too much is too much overload for both of us mm. and often we will then put the out of office or out of hours on that page and come on to Lindsay and M and just say, right, I can't do any more of that because it's energy zapping. Yeah. So just, you know, if people are wondering, how the heck are you managing these podcasts then with with a lot of effort? <laughs> but it, it is and with rest. love and compassion, <laughs> isn't it? You know, because yes. wanting, wanting to be a value, really wanting to serve. And, and that's what all of this is about. Um, you know be in a place a safe place a safe space you know yeah. for, for someone the understanding yeah for someone whether newly diagnosed or in the in the throes of SPS or a, a carer family member you, you know a friend somebody who's trying to understand the disease you know to be a support to, to someone that they love someone that they adore so you know we really are coming from a place of what would have helped us 
in our journey. And, you know, everything that we say, it really comes from a place of love, from wanting to be that, you know, that understanding, that safety and that joy too, you know, just to bring a little bit of happiness into the the SPS circle because it, it, you know, it becomes so scary and quite dark and you know when people are worrying and they're posting questions on support groups or yeah. you know um and you know I've I've done it in the, Me in, too. The, in the beginning mm-hmm. stages completely terrified and where I was in my journey with with SPS before the transplant it was scary stuff you know and spasms were being recorded and being put out there um you know for, for people to see and what have you and it's terrifying stuff so isn't it beautiful to have a place that okay we you know we chat about the 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 real things of SPS you know the 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 nitty-gritty stuff but then we can turn around and go rightio everything is beautiful joyful full of love and light and life is precious without a doubt so let's go live it the best that we possibly can yeah and I think to take from that Lindsay is um one of the the phrases that we always say um is what what would we have needed because when we try to mm-hmm. when we do have the wobbles because you know we do have that sps mind um that we do have the wobbles and think oh is this serving and then we think yeah because what would we have needed and that's where we can rationalize together the second point is it costs a lot for us to go into the dark and the depths of SPS. So even mm. talking about this, when we are together, we're doing this to try and serve and to help and to create an awareness perhaps for someone. You know, if you go to sign a form and you think, or, you know, somebody hands you something to sign, you think, I can't do that today. And there's that moment of panic and you turn your face away quickly and the pen's out your hand. And, and then you think, oh my gosh, I'm absolutely nuts what's wrong with me no you know sit with us we've been there so trying to say even in those small moments that it's okay it's all right we have been there and we've experienced this but you and I we we really have we I think as well to say the light at the end of the tunnel with this and I don't mean with regards to SPS as a disease I'm talking about how to to live your life with this and walk beside it is um it costs us a lot physically to discuss these topics because on Lindsay and M chat and Lindsay and M as as friends, it's actually all it, we do have our, our heart to hearts, but it's actually a lot of um kind of like laugh and um you know nonsense and um you know we there, there's more duality than there is actually talking about. SPS and when we talk of SPS I still remember one of you and I'm sorry if I'm if I'm exposing you or you feel that that I, I'm oh no what I'm, did I do <laughs> no it was one of the days you come on after a podcast and you went am I all right do I look all right do you remember that and you were really questioning your wee self and I popped back on because you don't you don't like to come on and look at anything no, you like to just no. do the podcast you leave all that nitty-gritty to me thanks Lindsay really You're love welcome. you for that <laughs> loves and kisses card in the post 
I, um, I don't ever look back, ever, no. ever, ever. It, it's now become a, a very firm motto of mine. <laughs> quite, quite rightfully never, too. Never look back, no matter especially, what. Yeah, if you've written yeah. something and you've put it out there, clearly at that time you felt that it would be a service. Same with the podcast. You know, if words were spoken, clearly they were spoken from a place of love mm-hmm. um, and they were said for a reason. Leave yeah. them where they are. Don't, you know, don't question it. Don't overthink yeah. it. Um, but what what did I do? <laughs> no, when you put, I look all right. I'm all right. And I just couldn't stop laughing because it was just your wee face and just typical of Lindsay. And then I'll come on and I'm like, oh, Lindsay, wait a minute. Wait a wee minute here. Right. This is what's going on. This is not right. This is absolutely nuts and bonkers. And and then you're coming on with, you know, um, you're absolutely, you're cracking me up. What are you on? And I'm like, I have no idea. How, what is it? <laughs> What is it that I'm doing? Have you noticed, though, when we're speaking about joy and laughter, have you noticed too much laughter can also trigger Ooh. an SPS situation? Oh, just yeah. putting that out there, guys, that is not just, not for me, it's not just all the negative stuff, you know, and the emotional painful stuff that can cause issues. Literally, it's laughter and joy oh. and like, you know, that that excitement. It can take yeah. me to a place to where I'm on my knees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've said that to you. I either flip or I flop. And the laughter for me as well, the, the trunkal rigidity and then tr- my throat. And I, mm-hmm. I have to do that. You hear the, the really um loud strider because I, I get am it in a the side of my skull I do like yeah. really really like tight and zaps in the sides of my skull yeah. if I'm laughing too much yeah it's an excitability and then your body takes a long time to come down from that yeah, yeah. um you know yeah it, it's hard isn't it because but then I'd rather laugh and cry I'd Me rather too. laugh Me too. um I think um my family would be like I wish you'd stop laughing so much I'm on my knees some days and nobody else get out you've heard me I have to keep coming on and trying to record and I'm no I need to go I can't even I can't we, speak we were in the doodle bug um weekend before last and you had a chuckle on and oh, have I? you like, <laughs> Because you know he's always asking after you and, and oh, how no. you all are. And he was like, oh, she's happy today. <laughs> she's not doomy gloomy. <laughs> oh, you had the chuckles and it, it was uh, just beautiful. It oh, was the, lovely. The chuckle brothers. Um, But yeah, I agree with you. The laughter is it, striking that balance again. But Missy, we're on another long podcast, you and I. I can see my eyes. They're, they're like, it's, it's almost like my eyes become more and more hooded and my eyes start You're to tired, sweetheart. <laughs> you, you are. And I'm starting to, yeah, somebody's got the foot pump in and I'm like, oh, like I got I'm my legs really up round my neck so I don't flip off the chair. Well, please don't do that. <laughs> Not on camera anyway. <laughs> Oh, so see it's per- just it's beautiful laugh laugh be joyful yeah. all yeah. is well and speaking of which before we finish at international stiff person awareness day um, so is. fly the flag find us find anyone on instagram facebook whatever it is that we all can do as a community to share awareness 
mm-hmm. um, that this disease is real and that everybody's experience is valid and real. And Absolutely. it's along a very broad sp- spectrum that can probably encompass the full world. And each of your, your experiences, emotions, your highs, lows, stabilities, they're all valid. They're all real. Just be you. Be perfectly you. Accept yourself. Be gentle with yourself. You know, as I often say, love yourself, embrace yourself as you would someone else that was struggling today and have a laugh. And if you really want a laugh, come on. I'm honestly not plugging this Facebook page because, <laughs> I mean, it sounds as though, like, come on, Facebook guys. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's really just Lindsay and I giving people whiplash with our chat. But come on, there are lots of happy heart moments um, and beautiful nature, you know, um, moments of capturing nature or thoughtful moments. And don't be afraid to have your voice. If you want to remain silent, of course, but, you know, sometimes just, you know, creating that first ripple of of coming out of your shell, coming out of the SPS um, cloud and, and coming into the fold of friendship or acceptance um, can be incredibly cathartic and helpful. But, yeah, we're coming to a close today. We don't have any poems or, I know, that's the Scot in me, it's poem, poem, (laughs) uh, or anything to finish off with today, simply because we're we're knackered. (laughs) And... Um, well look Lindsay we've got to call a spade a spade sometimes and we are tired and um, you probably are too from listening to us so yeah uh, if you've stuck with us this long God bless you oh God bless you God bless you thank you (laughs) do you know what thank you to everyone there's so many people around the world see before we go Lindsay can I just give a quick shout out to say to the people um let me let I, I'm honestly I'm turning into this this um old woman but I'm, I'm nowhere near 50 Lindsay in case you start bringing that up um <laughs> but my, my my kids honestly they say my nostrils are flaring and I'm on the phone and I'm doing all that old lady thing with my phone but I'm only 20 in my head so right <laughs> here we go let me give a shout out to you know not to say that anyone in particular is such we have listeners from obviously the UK all over the United States amazing Belgium Australia Germany France uh, bonjour Serbia Spain hola um Germany, Italy, ciao. I did do German at school. Apologies for that. Uh, Malta, well, that's ciao because they speak Italian as well. Switzerland, um, we've got Turkey, Ethiopia, the Netherlands, Austria, Albania. We've got the good old Irish there as well. Serbia, Nigeria, New Zealand. Good day there. I know who New Zealand is. It's I'm, I know it's my girl. New Zealand I know it is um kiss kiss to you um and then all over the United States that's not an exhaustive list thank you so much for listening and it's amazing to look and see who's who's um tuning into these podcasts so thank and you and as we can see SPS is definitely worldwide 
Indeed, it is. Sadly, sadly, but I'm glad we've connected with you. And even if it is those two batty women... One with a really difficult accent and one with a lovely accent, that's that's Lindsay, by the way, then, you know, thank you for tuning in and please do get in touch. Please, you know, give us some feedback. Are our podcasts valuable? Is there anything in particular you would like us to chat about? Would you like to come on and chat with us? Oh my. Would you like to come on? <laughs> or, you know, is there anything that this is for you? It's not just for us. But I will sign off, shall we, Lindsay, with lots and lots of love. Lots um, of love. And have a wonderful week. And here's to hoping that there is continuity for another podcast next week. Fingers crossed. Send in love and light, guys. Love, Love and light and lots of love. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, SPS Unscripted Podcast. If you would prefer to DM us privately, then do so with the Facebook Messenger app. We're also over on Instagram, SPS Unscripted Podcast One, all one word. A gentle reminder, we are not medical professionals. This content is reflective of personal journeys where we follow advice from our medical teams and we strongly advise that you always consult your medical professional for advice.